2: Guys of Minnesota Sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and shot on Score North and Scorenorth.com. I remember
1: the whole thing happened, like screaming at the people and everything. I need me, walks off. Mm-hmm. Game, I guess practice is over. Mm-hmm. And we're in the preseason, so we needed the practice. So whatever happens, happens. I know that. Next day we had a meeting, team meeting, and I remember the day after that, we had practice. We had practice again now. And then I remember it was all five of us. It was the starters, all the starters you saw, me, Taj, Wig, Jeff, and Jimmy versus Second Unit. This I think it was the third unit. Third unit. The third unit, I believe.
2: And we lost by like ten. Third unit beat y'all. Yeah. With Jimmy. Yeah. At telling. Wait, was he saying that they went back that the third unit? That the third unit beat the starting five with Jimmy the next day? Because the famous story is that Jimmy took the the third unit right, and Teague. beat the, the, uh, the yep. That was right. the, and Teague told this, kind of verified the story. But
0: was he saying that in this case, Jimmy was on the first going but against the, the third?
2: I would, yeah, I should have, that's what I should it have done like. a little more. uh sounds like Cat is saying, I don't know. Well, by the way, that was Cat on Paul George's podcast. A lot of good fodder from that. The one issue I do take with Cat, he said that he hates his nicknames in Minnesota. And one of them is the Big Purr, that they started calling him the Big Purr. I don't think anyone calls him the Big Purr. heard the Big Meow. Me- Teammates call him that? Like I Do they? I, I've never
0: heard the Big
2: purr. The media doesn't call him the Big Purr, do they? Fans no. don't. Am I missing
0: something? No. Who called him is that? Is he ever? offended
2: by a nickname that doesn't exist? We need to... <laughs>
0: Right, smooth this over with that. Well, and if he's called the big per by somebody, he should not like that because I think I get the connotation, <laughs> and it is like it's clear what that is. So whoever is doing that does not like him.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a condescending. Yeah, could maybe be derogatory.
0: Yes, that's exactly that was my first thought. But I have never <laughs> heard that the big meow I've heard just as a joke. I have never heard that one.
2: Yeah, there's definitely been some other... And I, I did happen to stumble into the comment section of the nickname video clip. And there are people using another word for Cat to insult him.
0: Correct, that's what I'm but saying. But we
2: are above that on this show. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and that's also not a name that I would think you would use to his face. It's it's weird, you know... Well, Jimmy Butler may have. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, It's weird. Sometimes I feel that Cat, m- much like the topic that you brought up on Tuesday's show, d I feel like they live in this alternate world that doesn't exist, and so they say things, and you're like, what are you even talking about?
2: Yeah, we'll get to, we'll we'll, we'll do a little, we're going to do a few different Wolves things here, uh, and we will get to a D-Lo follow-up. And Declan has a random Minnesota athlete of the week for us. Nice. A new weekly staple on Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd. Nice. But uh, the other day, last Thursday, Kyle Tagge and I fired up our first post-season sort of off-season flagrant howls episode, and we were going through just just the preliminary sort of what's your gut feeling, your emotional and gut feeling now that the season's over. What do you think about Cat? What do you think about Go Bear? What do you think about And we And then we landed on the Jade McDaniels conversation, and oh, man, he that dude's going to get paid. Doogie had Bobby Marks, I think it was, on his Scoops podcast last week, and we're talking about 20 to $25 million a year on like a four- or five-year contract. So you're – I mean, Jaden McDaniels is going to get a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I love Jaden McDaniels as a player, and I've been trying to think about God, what could his upside be? What Who does he remind me of? Are there any other comps? Like with, with Anthony Edwards, you can kind of look historically the last 15 or 20 years, and who does he remind you of? There's a lot of Dwayne Wade in there, right? Boy, he's a, he can get to the rim whenever he wants to. He's got that pull-up game. He can lock in on defense. You can look at, uh, like Nas Reed reminds you of some Energizer Bunny big men who can shoot some threes. But who does Jade McDaniels remind me of? And we were kind of doing this out loud on the podcast last Thursday, and it hit me like a bolt of lightning. And I want to go through an exercise with you guys here real quick. I did ask Judd. I said, could you pull up a browser on your computer? And you said you're unable to do that because then you'd be moving away from the video screen with us here. Yeah, right? I couldn't see any myself. chaos.
0: I mean, I've got my phone here, but I think Declan is a. A uh, far more age-appropriate guy to really <laughs> handle both things. Right, Declan? Yeah, and
1: I think this will be an easy tee-up and not like a random thing that I have to pull up from other contributors on this. Uh, show, yeah, I was like trying Declan to allude to that. that could
0: you look this up for me, Devin? It is one
1: of the better YouTube bits in the comments. Uh, how, uh, let's see how annoyed Declan gets when uh, Doogie or Royce <laughs> asks him to look something up.
2: So here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to Jaden McDaniel's basketball reference page. And I want you to scroll down to the per game section. So the first section is there's like a last five games. And then there's, I think the the per game section is the second one there. I see that. Yep. All right. Are you there? Mm hmm. Okay. Go to his third season. Mm hmm. You can just, you can just even like put your mouse over it and highlight it. Yep. So I want to do a comparison here of Jade McDaniels versus player A. (laughs) Just a little exercise with you guys. So uh, tell me, I'm going to ask you some questions about his third season, and then I'll answer. You answer, and then I'll answer with player A also. Okay. So, uh-huh. You can kind of keep mental tally of, yeah. are I'm these players similar? Steel trap. Okay. Um, so in, in uh, Jade McDaniel's third season, how old was he? 22 years old. Okay. Player A was also 22 years old. Crazy. Uh, how many minutes per game did Jade McDaniels play in his third season? 30.6 and we we can round i guess just round up or down to the nearest okay. uh, whole number so so Those 30 Huskies. or 31 mm. 29 my guy played 29 pretty close yeah. okay how many uh let's uh, let's go field goal percentage uh 52% ooh 52% for my guy crazy what about three point percentage 40% 38% That was pretty good pretty close how about uh two point percentage? Fifty-nine percent. Ooh, fifty-eight percent for my guy. Are you sure you're not Are you sure you're on Jaden McDaniel's uh, page we're not looking at the same Jaden McDaniels? Yep. And then my rounding, you know, I mean the, the rounding
1: could be a thing here with with the with the math. You know, it well, took St. me three Colorado tries State, to huh? you know to get the get if the it's math. Five right.
2: or up, you gotta go up. Yeah. Okay. What about uh free throw percentage for your Jaden McDaniels year three?
1: Uh seventy four percent. Okay,
2: eighty percent. So my guy's a little bit better free throw shooter, but pretty mm-hmm. close, pretty close. How about uh, rebounds per game? Four. My guy's at six, so a little little bit better rebounder, but not a whole lot I difference. What skiing. about ass- assists? Uh, assists
1: two, two game, two per game.
2: Ooh, two exactly two for my guy too. How about you add up uh, assists and blocks, St. Cloud Huskies? Assists plus oh, blocks. Geez.
0: Now you crossed the line.
2: I'm sorry. Uh, ste- steals. Steals plus blocks. Steals plus blocks. Uh, good for two per game. Yeah, two and a half for my guy. So get get your hands in the passing lanes a couple times. And then uh, how about just points per game? 12. 12.8. 12. Oh, 12 oh. and a half. Okay. Oh, your
0: guy kicks ass
2: then. Dude, so pretty much the same guy. Year three, 22 years old. Pretty much the same guy. Oh, and just real quick, what, uh, what, what, your guy was a first round pick, Jay McDaniels, and what pick was he?
1: Uh, he was the 28th pick in the 2020 draft.
2: Okay. My guy was the 15th pick, but not a lottery pick. So neither are our, our guys were first round picks, but not lottery picks. All right. Judd, you care to guess who player A is? Fifteen. I would say pick. both guys are also not the most demonstrative, pretty quiet, like quiet assassin type players on the court. <sighs> My guy is still in the NBA. I have a guess.
1: If I can guess, sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Is it Kawhi Leonard?
2: Wow,
0: wow, that no, was a good. guess. <laughs> that's an awesome
2: guess. Dude, they are in year three. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying that just because they are the exact same player. And if you, if you want to go like height too, my guy is six foot seven, two hundred twenty five pounds. Your guys what six eight? Yeah, six, maybe six uh, nine? six six nine. A buck eighty five per basketball so reference. My guy's a little thicker. A little more, mouth. I think Jaden could stand to hit the weight room a little bit, so size-wise they're a little bit different. But statistically, the same player, basically, in year three. And then Kawhi, about two years later when he was 24 years old, and some of this is like, it's really nice to have Greg Popovich and Tim right. Duncan and Monta Ginobili and uh, Tony Parker around you. But he then got to the next level as a player around his fifth season, and there was no looking back. He just became this assassin. So I'm not saying that that's exactly what's going to happen with Jade McDaniels, but there's a skill set there, and he compares exactly to year three Kawhi Leonard right now. Can we go back
0: to, to the fact that Declan got that really quickly?
1: <laughs> uh, like, it was, that was really impressive. It was how you said quiet and and not demonstrative, and I was like, that yeah. sounds like Kawhi Leonard. Still and good. then that's also still, active, and I was like, that sounds like Kawhi cool. I want
2: to go to an alternate universe where we're still waiting for Judd to come up with the answer. (laughs) Yeah, I'd I'd be sitting here being (laughs) like, quiet. Let's see.
1: It is interesting, though. uh, I think I saw Pablo Torre talking about this on Kawhi. He has maybe the most complicated Hall of Fame bust, not because he doesn't have a legitimacy to the Hall of Fame, which he certainly does. Would he just go in with an NBA logo on? Like, what logo would he represent? What team would he represent if he got into the Hall?
2: Well... I mean, he played the most years with the Spurs, obviously, but then he went to but, Toronto as a yeah, as yeah, a, a mercenary and won a championship, and that was his best year. And Just then the, with the with the Clippers, yeah. if but he wait, wins a championship with the Clippers, then it gets kind of complicated. If, I think if it's if still Spurs.
0: In, so if if you go in to the basketball hall, does your bust like it says your teams, but like it doesn't have it? It's not like baseball, so I think you're fine. Oh, so are you? Okay. Like he'll play for like
1: eight teams, probably. Yeah, I didn't. I not know if like they. they I don't think there's like
0: one like jersey, like uh... Is there? Let's
2: see.
0: I don't think. I don't think the busts <laughs> are, because foot football has no identity of like one team. It's just you know.
1: Yeah, Brett Favre went in as a Viking. So
0: and so played for the for these teams. Baseball, you, you got a the Hall cap of
1: busts. I just want to the see baseball what pops up. the baseball cap is and is the problem. Fred McGriff, who went in, went in as just neutral, right? I think he I did. I think he went in. Yeah, crime dog man. Love yeah, crime he, did, dog. he didn't uh, declare. But I
0: think I think the Hall of Fame bust in hockey, basketball, and football are just your teams, but no one declaration of uh, a team. And also, local. it's
2: weird because there isn't. I don't think there's an actual NBA Hall of Fame. There's not pro basketball. It's the pro basketball Hall of Fame right. and the pro football Hall of Fame. Yep. And hockey is it the base of the baseball? It's the baseball, baseball Hall, Hall of and, Fame. Yeah, there, right? there's, so there's no not, like the leagues aren't
0: one. Okay. Yes.
2: Exactly okay. right. So, so when Jaden McDaniel's goes in, we don't have to worry about no. if he does go play somewhere else. Exactly, right?
0: and okay. I mean he'll he'll go in as a great Celtic or a Laker. So don't be concerned about that.
2: Are you? Let me ask you this about Jaden for you guys. So they they have to make a decision. I don't think he's going to be a ma- like a max contract guy, but he's going to get twenty twenty five million dollars a year on four or five year no. contract. Yeah, and you're you're paying for what you hope he becomes. I don't know that the current version of him is worth that contract, but you're you're much like Kawhi. You're kind of like, all right, well, maybe by the time you hit, you go from twenty two to twenty four. Now all of a sudden, you're scoring twenty points a game, and you're playing lockdown defense, and you're grabbing a few more rebounds. Does it make you nervous that you have to make a financial decision on him now this summer without knowing what he becomes in two years? A little bit, for sure. But here, so so here's my thing, though.
0: So Glenn owns th- this team until December, if not March, because if, if I'm not mistaken, payment two got delayed from from Christmas time to March. So at what point in time, how, how much is this franchise going to be willing to go into the luxury tax as well? Because that's my point about Nas Reed, Jaden. I, I mean, part of the reason why I'm out on Cat is I'd like to shed a little bit of that as well, um, because my core. It makes me nervous that Jaden and Nas might be victims of the fact that this team has chosen its path financially. So not player-wise, financially-wise, and I'm not sure that I like that, if that makes sense. Because Jaden McDaniels, he's a winning player, I think. He is the type of player who is a winning player. Statistically, it might not hit you in the box score, in, in the face on a nightly basis. But Phil, to your point before, when you're talking about a guy that can shut down players in a league where that's hard, punting on that to me, I don't like that idea.
2: The winning. So Tim Connolly said the phrase "winning players" when he was asked. It this is his his uh, press conference after the season was over, and he said, "Every decision we make going forward is with Anthony Edwards in mind, his growth as a player, and then." Yep our franchise's growth with him as the centerpiece that they have. That's not something they were saying specifically a year ago. They are now confirming what we all kind of thought was happening organically that Anthony Edwards is him (laughs) and we will build everything around him. And Tim Connolly said, we want to put winning players around him. We want to make sure he's surrounded with winners, winning players and winners. What we don't know is if you were to do an audit of this roster going up and down, would he call everyone on this roster a winner? I think he would call Jade McDaniels a winner? Yes, I think he would call Nas Reed a winner. Yes, does Tim Connolly think well he he made the trade for gobert he better he better think Gobert's a winner, and Gobert was a huge piece to a bunch of fifty win teams in the you know with Utah. Does he think Carl Anthony Towns is a winner now that he's been around him for a year? You know, we is, don't, We don't know what he thinks about everyone on the roster.
0: uh Cat is a great athlete. I would not describe him as a winning player. No. Gobert's borderline. Here's the problem, too, with Conley. You don't know if he's going to stay here. That's the other problem. What too. do you mean?
2: He told Chad Hartman on WCCO that <laughs> the he plan is for him to be. The here.
0: Plan, yeah, the plan. And Chad, who's very good, said, hold on a second here. Let's back up. Let's answer the question. And he still wouldn't. That's super weird. So, like, who?
2: Why like, do the interview, by the way? Why do the interview if you're not going to commit? I think to he's win? a weird dude. Tim, not Chad.
0: I think Tim's a weird dude, man. Like, he did he did very selective press, and his, his inability consistently, too, because in his end-of-season press conference, he was asked the same question. His unwillingness to answer the question to me, if I'm Glenn or A-Rod or Mark, I'm like, are you staying or not? And if you're staying, make it very clear to the public as well.
2: Yeah, I it's I, again. Don't it's not like he was Mr. Media. It was like Flip, no. Flip Saunders back in the day would just be on every radio show. He'd just be calling reporters on he, off on the record. You called Chad
0: show on the way home.
2: Yeah, it's not like like Tim Connolly. I feel like he's done four interviews since he took the job. Yeah, one of them was on this show, friend of the show, Tim Connolly. He gave me dog That's advice.
1: Right. Like, <laughs> we did we let Vinny out of the crate? Should we put him in the crate? What should we do here, Tim?
0: Would you really take his, his like you advice should trade now, him. You should though? trade him yeah. for four first-round picks. First
1: picks at the local shelter. <laughs> yeah. That's what you should do. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, do you guys want Tim Connolly back?
0: I'd like to know more about what exactly is transpiring here before I say yes. Like, if he's going to show up for a year, make a franchise altering, maybe not for the better trade, and then say, you know what, I got a chance to go home now, then no, I don't want him here. Like, what's your commitment? Like, I can't just say, well, he's a good executive, so if I... Like, I don't feel like we should be needing to beg Tim Conley to stay. As I said yesterday, I'm really tired of being a Minnesota sports stooge. I told Pat that. I'm tired of being a stooge. If you want to be here, awesome. If you don't, let's get people that do. Like, this whole thing of not answering the question to me... Yeah. Like, how... Well, like how I'll, stupid do you think we are? Just pick. And if you want to go to Washington, dude, that's fine. Get me a first-round pick, conditional first-round pick for you and go. I'm
2: going to I'm going to add to that in a second because I I also was kind of like when you see you don't want to be a Minnesota Sports stooge, I had an, another epiphany sort of on that level that I want to say too, but um on the on the Connolly front, uh-huh. I'm sick of the revolving door of decision makers. And by the way, he's not David Kahn. Some people are saying, like, "Oh, he's a bumbling buffoon idiot." He is not. It might have been a bad trade, but it, he's he is he would get a job with the Wizards or somebody else as a general manager or a pobo tomorrow. He is very very highly thought of around the NBA. He may have made a bad trade. There's a there's a I mean, hell, the 49ers front office traded a bunch of first round picks for Trey Lance. Doesn't make John Lynch an idiot, right? It it makes him wrong. It makes him. He went out on a limb, and he was too aggressive, and he might have been wrong about it. Tim Conley followed up with, a, I think, a really good trade, saying goodbye to D'Angelo Russell, mm-hmm. who was basically a rental player. By the end, they weren't going to resign him for Mike Conley for Nikhil Alexander Walker. So, if he doesn't want to be here, that's another story. But I'm not just ready to say, "Ah, oh, boot his ass out of here." We've been doing that right. for twenty years, outside of the the, the, the flip stint. So I'd like to just see some stability. Now, I'd, I'd like to see a big trade. I don't think you can just run the whole thing back, but I don't think you can just nuke everything sky high either. That's what that's what this franchise keeps doing time after time after time. Tom Thibodeau is the savior. No, he's not. Let's bring in this guy. Nope, right. not this guy. Tim Connolly coming in. Nope, Gerson Rosas. Nope, like it's – I'm just kind of sick of it. Yep. And on the, on the epiphany front, my second epiphany, Jaden McDaniels being the first one, You know, why are you so hard on D'Lo and Kat? Like, why are you so? In addition to wanting our teams to win, I want star players that represent Minnesota the right way. I want, like, when you think of Minnesotans, you think Bud Grant, the recently passed away Bud Grant. The reason Bud Grant resonated so much with Vikings fans and Minnesotans, A, his teams won games, so you got to win games, and he did. B, he was tough. He was resilient. He didn't bitch and complain. He weathered the storm, literally living in Minnesota, and you know, figuratively throughout NFL seasons. You just like there's a certain personality that really works well in Minnesota. It's the put your head down, grind, don't complain. You're sort of you're sort of hardened, not soft, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's why I think Delo and Kat have driven me so crazy throughout the last few years is that they just seem like the opposite of what I want my Minnesota sports star to be. And they're not winning games. I can live with it. Oh, they're winning a bunch of games, but those guys are a little soft. They tend to whine a lot, but at least they won 50 games. So that, like Kirby Puckett, he had some flaws, but Kirby Puckett was just a put your head down. He's a winning player. Grind, winning player, athlete. tough, yes. play every day. Yep. hop on my back, boys, I'm going to carry us today type of an attitude, right? Yep. I grew up with that, and my epiphany is I'm with you. If you don't want to be here, cool. I'm not going to beg you. And if you're not going to put your head down and grind and be tough, and that's why I'm, I kick myself for my Jimmy Butler takes five years ago. Jimmy Butler was exactly everything I just described, and I sided with Carl Anthony Towns in that whole kerfuffle. And it's like, it's one of my biggest uh, take regrets, I guess, doing this every day, blabbing on a microphone. So, no, that's kind of where I'm at. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcast, or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom
0: that how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Well, yeah, but if and if Tim Connolly wants to leave, that's fine. Just don't go on and say I just I hate the assumption that we're just your ordinary stooges and you know, I I'm, I'm going to say that's the plan and they're going to buy that crap. We're not that stupid, okay? If you want to run the team, awesome. Stay run the team, make some more trades. You might have screwed up big, but you were hired for a reason. But if this is like one-stop shopping and you're like, well, now there's an offer in Washington, then just leave. But I mean, it drives me nuts when people go on shows and won't answer questions and think that we're going to buy their garbage responses. Like it's just the, the, there's, it feels like there are more than one sports executives in this town who will double talk and assume that we buy it and it's yeah. it's why bill Guerin, for the most part i like because
2: he'll just tell you or well, he's he he'll he'll, he show, he'll just show you yeah he, bill Guerin is a show you i don't need to tell you i will show you i will build i will build it and then we can talk about it just do it yeah, like right. D-Lo, d-lo i'm a killer man i'm a killer man like in that athletic article i need yeah, to i, I need to spread my not. wings and fly then he goes one for 10 and gets benched in the fourth quarter again last night. Dude, don't even do the Q and a just yeah. show us. Unfortunately, if you feel like you're being held back, show us in a big playoff game. Don't tell us what you're going to do. And then go one for 10. I'm a killer. No. I'm,
0: yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're
2: a team killer is what you are
0: from players. It doesn't like, I'm so conditioned to to it now. It's annoying, but I'm, I'm not surprised, but I think what annoys me more is like, and the twins have famously right. Double talked and tried to tell you how smart they are. And it's like, Uh, the house is burning down, guys. And they're like, no, it's not. You don't see that, right? That's what it's like. No, take care of the problems. Like if you're an executive, take care of the problems. And, you know, for Conley to be asked, not once, but twice, basically. Okay. You didn't answer my question. Are you staying? Well, that's the plan. That doesn't tell me anything. Yeah. Like players, I'm used to it just because they're full of crap. But executives be smarter.
2: It's uh, yeah, it would be. It would be quite the situation if Tim Connolly lit the match that he lit and then just peaced out after less than one year to Washington. Yes. But if you don't want to be here, whatever, like we shouldn't, whatever, just go find someone else or let the trade machine guy, uh, Sachin (laughs) Gupta, run the franchise. I know. So, anyhow, unless you guys have any other, uh, that kind of took a, a side street that I wasn't prepared for, but I love a good Judd rant.
0: I got one more for you. Okay. Just quickly.
2: And then we'll do a random Minnesota okay.
0: athlete. And I don't know if you, you guys are going to agree with this or not. I am done with draft lotteries. So last night, oh. the Blackhawks, who, oh. who were terrible. It's a totally
2: different yeah, side I, street.
0: Yes, yes, yes. But I, it's top <laughs> of mind. So So last night, the Blackhawks, who were bad, but not the worst team, won the National Hockey League draft lottery and because the Blackhawks beat the Ducks out and Columbus out there was an assumption that it was rigged okay now it's not rigged the issue is they do it beforehand and then they act on TV like they're surprised but they're not so it's not I don't think it's rigged but that being said just quickly can we go back to just rewarding the worst team with the top pick because you don't want to you don't want to incentivize losing on purpose but these teams are losing on purpose regardless if you are willing to commit to being awful for 82 games there is too much interpretation left in my opinion in basketball and hockey now of it being rigged it's unnecessary why
2: don't we do then why don't we do a number one overall pick tournament at the end of just like a boom single elimination take okay that's fine take the four worst teams and it's weird then you have veteran players like well playing for a draft pick status, so I don't know how that you would go over. You know
0: what? Football does just fine. The Bears tanked. God bless them. They got the top pick. They traded it, but they, But I'm just, it leaves so much room open for people to, to, you know, I think being wrong, but I'm not positive, accuse leagues of fixing things. If you are willing, it's occurred to me in my old age, if you're willing to be that bad for that long, guess what? It's a race for it. And whoever is the worst team to me gets the top pick. I am tired of every year. And now people are pissed off because it's the Blackhawks. And it's going to be a problem here because they're in the Wilds' d- division. And Bedard is a generational talent. He's not a good player. He's a great player. But let's just go back to not having freaking ping pong balls decide drafts.
2: Yeah, I, I think a, a tournament would be a blast if you could get veteran players to buy in. But how would you like? Let's I say you're the, you the Timberwolves and you have a bad record. I oh, uh, you're one of the four teams that are playing for the number one overall pick. Okay, how does Mike Conley get excited yeah, for that? I agree with you there. It would almost have to be like a prospect tournament, right? Or summer, like summer, yeah, like a summer league situation. Mm-hmm. But I'm the just only tired players of players ping- that can play are 25 and under or something. I'm tired of ping pong balls. I'm just tired okay. of. Okay. <laughs> you know what I you know. It, it, you know what That's I'm cool. not tired of? Our friends at EcoFun. That's oh, what yeah. I'm not tired of. EcoFun and scooter season, which we are in the middle of right now, Save $300 off the total price of a new Yamaha Zuma 125 fuel-injected scooter. Also, some of these scooters, we're talking 100 to 120 miles per gallon at EcoFun. No interest financing on all scooters for up to a year. Scooter season, baby. Take advantage at EcoFun. Uh, also, it's golf season. The Meadows at Mystic right. is a great place to tear up the summer, Dex. That's right. Whether
1: you have a new driver and putter like me, you know you're, you you want to go show it off. You want to go show it off at the Meadows at Mystic Lake, okay? When you're drink, draining putts like this, I'd like to do it here at one of the most scenic and best uh, golf courses in all of Minnesota. Go to GolfTheMeadows.com to book that tee time. We got some 70s in the forecast. We finally got some sunshine here. The snow is gone, and it's finally golf season. Go book that tee time at GolfTheMeadows.com.
2: All right, it's time for the random Minnesota athlete of the week here on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd. So this is the fourth edition. We've done uh, about eighty editions of the random Viking of the week over on Purple Daily, and by popular demand, we've been asked to expand the franchise. So that's what we're doing every week here. I was the clue giver for the first three, and Judd has a three to nothing to nothing lead on Declan and myself. Anthony Swarzak, Kyle Brodziak, and Brent Burns were the first three random Minnesota athletes. Declan has the clues today. He will throw out a series of clues. We get up to three incorrect guesses each until we're eliminated. We can shout out answers anytime we want. We can ask questions. Declan can answer or reject depending on what he wants to do. So here we go. No, no googling. All right, this random athlete week. Who, by the way,
1: it is a Wolves player. Right, we've okay. that that's that's decided, yep. so you're not guessing yep. who it is, at least that helps. Okay. Uh this is a random wolf, and this random wolf played in seven hundred and fifty two NBA games. I'll be honest, I was surprised that this random wolf of the week logged that many games. I did not know that. Hmm. I don't know if that's a clue. I don't know if that helps. Just just an observation. Can I guess? Can I sure. try a guess?
2: Sure. This would be miraculous. Wes Johnson.
0: Damn it. Damn it. All right. I'll, I'll take a guess. Oh, here we oh, go. Here I'll we take a guess. Let's go. It's on. It? It's on. 752. I'm going to go with... This is probably too far back. One of Kevin Harlan's favorites... Googly, googly, uti, googly, Tom, googlyada.
2: I think he played more than that. <laughs> Not right. the googs. I think googs played more than that. I loved googs. Goog- I have googs another googs. guess. No, I'm just kidding. Let's get right. more clues. Googly, googly, googly. Uh, of the right.
1: 752 games played, he started 433. This random wolf of the week was just inducted into his College Athletics Hall of Fame this last fall. Interesting. Indeed. Okay. This random wolf of the week, I said the games played total. uh, With the Wolves, he played in 191 games.
2: And so it's not Kevin Garnett. found this little fun
1: fact this random wolf of the week in 2016 bought Bruce Springsteen's house in New Jersey one of his houses I should say for 1.7 million like Bruce he is also from Jersey four acre property big place. It's, it's
2: Springsteen. Yeah, it's what Springsteen. do you expect?
0: Mm-hmm. He owns Jersey, basically. Jersey, huh? So he's from Jersey?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. You doing it? Oh, you doing it? Oh, man. I'm gonna do it I'm going to do it. Macadac. Hey, I'm going to do it. I think this guy might be from Philly, but I'm going to guess Randy Foy. Yeah! Randy nice. Foy. Dang. Let's go. Nice. Man, Randy Foy. Good he job. bought Bruce Springsteen's house? Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, 1.75 uh or yeah, 1.7 million in
2: 2016. Saved his money. He was the the hope there was that he was going to rejuvenate Kevin Garnett's yeah, second act as a Timberwolf, right? That get get Randy Foy in here. Yep. Those guys can tag team it he, up, and he played through 2017
1: and started 40 games for the Brooklyn Nets. I thought I thought this <laughs> dude was like out of the NBA by like 2012, 13. He dude. was a
2: serviceable role player for yeah. a few years. He was not a total train wreck. He just didn't. I mean, he's yeah. He was like I'm just pulling up his saved his money he clearly. Played Good with, for oh, him. God, he played with seven different teams.
0: Yeah, hey, I didn't even hey. get you that clue. Got to play for a while to make that much money. He yeah, was, he,
1: could,
2: he could shoot some threes, you know. He was yeah.
1: He was traded uh, twice on draft night. I feel like that would have potentially been a giveaway. And he was also technically involved. He, he is uh, part of the complicated uh, path of Steph Curry not coming to the Wolves, too. Because hmm. the Wizards traded the pick to the Wolves, which turned into Ricky
2: Rubio. Yep. Ah, yes. Yes. So God, he is part of that. Get, I feel like the Wolves kind of fleeced the Wizards in that trade. What was that trade? See, was uh, it was
1: trade? Randy Foy and Mike Miller. I don't even know.
2: To these... Washington for oh, <laughs> Mike Miller, sure? Alexei Petrov, Darius Singaila, Etan Thomas, and a 2019 first round pick, which was, which wound up being a top 10. It was like the sixth overall pick. Was, yeah, which wow. was Ricky Rubio. So they basically traded, those guys were just salary dumps that I just said. So they basically traded Foy and Mike Miller for a top 10 freaking pick. Mm-hmm.
0: And they drafted Ricky
2: Rubio instead of Steph Curry.
0: Mitchell, South Dakota, right?
2: Yeah. Mike Miller. Yep, Mike Miller. Yep. Yep.
1: Uh, He was just randomly here now just looking at these transactions. Mm -hmm. He was involved in trades with the following players. This is actually pretty incredible. Brandon Roy, Ricky Rubio, Sebastian Telfair, Andrea Aguadala with the Nuggets. He was part of that trade. He was part of a Steve Novak trade with the Thunder. Like... Richard Jefferson, oh my God, he's like he's been a part of hilarious amount of trades.
2: Yeah, he was the yeah. So the initial, let's see, you're traded by the Celtics. Uh, oh, so the draft night trade that was yeah June twenty eighth 06. that was the trade that involved one of the many uh, Sebastian telfair involved trades. God, so there it is. All right, wow, random, nice work, random. No Mackie, for the get, week. get you guys on the board, Randy Foy. All right, dudes. So, yeah, if you could, uh, listeners out there, if you could give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts and a like and subscribe click on the Score North YouTube channel, you can help spread the word about Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd and Score North. We'll see you guys for a little Write That Down session tomorrow.